Welcome to Vitalnomics, the Church Vitality Podcast, a digital arm of the Church Vitality Network. I'm your host, Gary Moritz, and joining me will be today's voices in church revitalization and renewal. This is a place to find spiritual health, active leadership, and finding legacy over longevity. No matter where you are on the revitalization journey, God is writing your story through His church. He's called you to do it. So whatever you do, don't quit. Reach out and keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. If you find this episode helpful, share it. If you have some helpful insights on revitalization, let's share them on the show. Now, let's get into today's topic. Welcome to another episode of Vitalnomics, where we help bring clarity to vitality. And as we're recording this, it's September, and I know I'm blown away by the fact that the month is almost over. And as my friend says, it's almost pumpkin latte season. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for listening today. And once again, we have Jim Randall, co-founder, CEO, and senior lead navigator at Exano Consulting joining us once again. And we're continuing the conversation around clarity and vitality. And so, Jim, welcome back. And the question is, do you drink pumpkin spice lattes? I do not drink pumpkin spice lattes. I may be the only person on the planet that does not do that. Um, and I have never been a coffee guy. And if you throw pumpkin spice in with coffee, that's like a double reason for me not to like it myself. So, man, I hope you think, don't think less of me for that reason. No, I don't. But I, I, our listeners are probably thinking, are you even saved? Um, exactly. Exactly. But I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. But listen, I'm glad to have you on again. And as we move into the fall season, we're continuing this conversation uh, around clarity. And I'm excited specifically for today because we're talking about church revitalization and mission. And I think that has a lot to do kind of the direction where some churches go wrong. They just don't understand mission and they get wayward. And so let's let's talk about that a little bit today. Absolutely. Gary, I you know, when you introduced it, it, you introduced the the topic of clarity and vitality. Yeah, it it literally reminded me the 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 uh, the relationship between those words are so important, and I would I would make this case that true vitality begins with that true true level of understanding of clarity, mm. and um, most churches that need both vitality, they need a new fresh clear calling. They need a new identity, right? And so uh, I love the fact that these just marry together so well. That's awesome. So there's questions that center yeah. on mission, and a lot of people don't even know the questions to ask when it comes to mission. So yeah. maybe we can talk about some of the things that you guys have done at Exano, which is you know asking these these important questions. So what what would you say are, are the I think you guys have five, and I think we can cover five, especially in this podcast. Do you say that would look like? Yeah, abs- absolutely. The uh, and, and it's going back to clarity, right? These are the five irreducible uh, questions of clarity that, quite frankly, are going to lead to that church revitalization, right? And uh, so we'll just kind of fly through these five real quick as a precursor, and then we'll walk through them over the next several t- of our times together. Uh, the, the first question of leadership is this this question. As a matter of fact, they all have a different keyword to them, but it's question what? What are we doing 
right? It's, it's that fundamental, almost elemental question. You ask, okay, what in the world are we doing? What are we trying to accomplish? What are we trying to do here, right? And so we, the mission side of the frame answers the irreducible question of leadership of what are we doing? The second question is the question why. Uh, it's, it's why are we doing it? And you want to think in terms of what's the why behind the what? Yes. What's the motive behind the mission that we have as a church and the clear calling that God has given us as a church? So values answer question why. The third question is question how. Mm. And uh, it's, probably the, uh, it's probably the question that more leaders uh, really want to wrap their head around because it oftentimes the how they're looking for a silver bullet. They're looking for a magic formula. They're looking for some best practice. They're looking at, they're going to conferences, they're reading books because they want to know this how, right? And it really answers the question, how are we doing it? Mm. How are we accomplishing that mission at the broadest level? And so we're going to challenge that leader to think through what's your strategy? What, how are you engaging people at your church? And certainly this day and age, mm. engagement looks very different than engagement looked three and a half years ago and extremely different than it looked 20 years ago. So, right. uh, so that, that third one is how. So it's what are we doing? Question what? How, why are we doing it? Question why? That's values. How are we doing it? Strategy. The fourth one is when are we successful? Like, how do we know that we're not beating our heads up against the wall? How do we know that we're actually being effective in our ministry? Uh, how do we know that we're making disciples, right? So this is question when, W-H-E-N, and tongue-in-cheek, Gary, I love to sometimes say if you, if, you, if you say it or enunciate it wrong, and it comes out a little bit like when, you know, and it's got that W-I-N look to it or spelling to it, you know what? You're still not wrong right. because when are we successful is all about what's a win look like. Right. Uh, and what are the outcomes that we want to see that will point to ministry and mission success, right? So it's what, why, how, when. And then the fifth one is where. Where is God taking us? Where does God want us to be three years, five years, seven years in the future? What's his preferred future for his bride? And that, that component, we talk in terms of what's your vision. Right. It's a, it's what's your vision plan. You'll hear say vision plan or vision proper. Right. It's like, how do you what have you developed, uh, built out and say, this is where God is taking us. So those five irreducible questions are question what, why, how, when and where. Um, and we would come back and say this, Gary, as a leader. You have to you have to do your best to make sure that especially leaders and people who are part of your church understand these uh, the answer and, are, and understand how the church communicates its answers to these five questions. Mm -hmm. If you don't, if you don't have this clarity, back to that word clarity, if you don't have clarity in this area, you're going to have confusion. That's, it's as simple as that. Because if you've got 10 leaders in a room, and you ask them these five questions, and you've not made it clear for them, for your church, then you're going to have chaos because leaders will answer these questions their own way. Hmm. That's good. They'll answer these questions their own way. Right? Yeah, that's awesome. I almost want to add another question is who? Like who's in charge? Okay, so, 
You know what? To be honest with you, there is a bit of a who there. Uh, we don't have it in the five irresistible. But one of the things, yeah, who's in charge or maybe even who are we trying to reach, right? Who are we trying to reach with the mission? Like right. what's our, you know, what's our target, that type of thing. So you can have fun with these and keep going with lots of little words that kind of build it out. And I'm like, hey, listen, having the conversation and really working toward it is the hardest part. Yeah, that's right. So so in these questions, is there one question that kind of sticks out over the other or are they kind of all equal? You know, I get at question asked a lot. I was in Denver a couple of weeks ago and was doing a coaching call. It was a church planner. And uh, the, the pastor literally said, of of these, which one do I need to tackle first? Like where, you know, where do I need to begin? And I said, it, it's simple. It's really kind of starting with that one that is ground level, that's fundamental, that's, adam- that's elemental to the in- to the entire concept of clarity. And that is what are we doing? Question what? The mission. Making sure that we have got everyone calibrated and absolutely on the same page. It doesn't matter if you are uh, the pastor of a church. It doesn't matter if you're uh, on the facilities team. It doesn't matter if you're a volunteer uh, with the babies. It doesn't matter if you're working with the student ministry. It doesn't matter if you're working in the soup kitchen on Mondays. It doesn't matter if you're counting the money on uh, Monday mornings. It doesn't matter what your role is at the church. The importance of mission and being able to answer what are we doing is getting everybody on the same page with a unified mission. And so that, that for that reason alone, it becomes the fundamental question that, uh, that I would say every leader has to work super hard. And making sure that, that that question has been answered for their church and they've been if they've been effective at making sure their leaders get it. That's awesome. So I, you know, and, and maybe this is like a weird thing, but I'm assuming most churches, I would hope all churches, but I'll assume most churches have a have a mission statement. So I, I kind of feel bad about asking this question, but I'll ask it. Is how yeah, has a pastor or ministry leader know if their current yeah. statement is good enough? Right. Great question. Great question. So with working with the church last weekend, last week, uh, doing a, a two-day retreat with them. And so to their, can I use the word confession? To their confession, uh, a church that was 10 years old, so relatively new. It's not a plant. It's grown into a mature, it's a maturing church, um, running around 200 in attendance. And as they talked about their mission, they talked about how the creation story of their mission was a was a cut and paste mission statement. Meaning, wow, they did what, Gary? They copied. <laughs> they copied it, right? They grabbed it from another ministry, from another church, and said, "Oh, we like that. Let's make that work here, right?" And so, yes, I would say this: of all of the of the components of clarity, of these five components, uh, and these five questions. That mission is the one that a church is more likely to have. However, here's the problem. And give me a little grace here. Here's the problem. Um, We believe, as we've said before, you've heard me say before, clarity isn't everything, but clarity changes everything. Um, At the end of the day, that clarity comes in the form of how we communicate, how we articulate the words that we use. We believe words are vital. We think words are vital to vitality. Yeah. And as we're helping churches to kind of push beyond that and push to another level of vitality, we're going to say the words you use are going to help paint a picture of where you want to go. And so 
and, and we believe those words are so important. I mean, listen, scripture, Genesis, I mean, God spoke into existence, our very being using words. Right. We believe words create worlds. And so if we believe, if someone believes that words create worlds, then you have to answer the question, what words are you using to create the world that you desire? Mm -hmm. What happens, Gary, is that when we photocopy somebody else's mission, when we have a generic mission, when we have an expected mission, hear me out on this one. When we, when we have a mission that's not accessible by our people, it's not going to create culture. It's not going to create a world. It just sits there and it sits there flat. And so if our mission is to, to know him and to make him known, if our mission is to go and make disciples, all of those are scripturally correct, right. but they don't, they don't create an experiential movement by the people who are in our church. Yes. Right. And so the mission ends up falling short. Mm. It ends up not, it ends up not being able to, to be able to achieve the, the important work of helping to create culture that'll push toward vitality. And so, yeah, it is true that, you know, lots of, lots of churches have mission statements, but do they have a mission statement? And here, here's, here would be my definition of a mission statement. It is the Great Commission communicated in a culturally relevant way. Mm -hmm. Have we taken the Great Commission? And translated it, if as you will, for the people in your church, for those people to live that mission. Or is it just some words that showed up 10 years ago because you photocopied it? Or is it just some words that are there and they've been there 50 years or 100 years? Is it just some words that are quippy and they have no meaning or substance behind them? And so I, I'm really going to say that we want to we want to challenge pastors to really think about that mission if they truly believe that they're trying to shift culture that mission has is going to be the single thing to help them to do it matter of fact we use five c's to help a, a, a pastor to evaluate that let me throw those out to you real quick we'll say is it clear is it clear you know is it something that absolutely is going to make sense we're not we're not sitting here wondering whether um you know somebody who is uh you know i don't know a middle schooler it's going gonna, it's gonna to know what our mission statement is, is clarity there. Is it clear? Is it concise? Uh, we talk about like the brevity of it. Can we say it in one breath? If you can't say it in one breath, it's not going to be sticky. If it's not going to be sticky, sticky, it's not going to ever become viral, mm -hmm. right? Third one, is it compelling? Uh, that's the idea of it resonating. Does it resonate? You know, Gary, you know, when you come across stuff and I know you, you're a thought leader and you look at this stuff all the time, but you come across something that makes you lean into it, that you like, you want to know more about it. That's compelling. It draws you in. Is the mission pastor compelling? Well, is it drawing people in or do people not even pay attention to it because it has no compelling part to it? And then it's not the opposite of this. It's not an either or, but a both and is it also catalytic? So does it draw them in to want to know more, but is it catalytic to where it wants, they, they want to go act on it. They want to, they want to live that mission. Like right. I can't wait, right. To get out of here and live that mission. It's great. Right. And then the fifth one is contextual. Does it speak the time and place of our church, of our community, of our city, of our state, right. Of where God has placed us. And that becomes a difficult answer when you photocopy something like mission, 
from somewhere completely different from where your context is or from where you live. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of ministry leaders out there that are guilty of doing that. So clear, concise, compelling, catalytic, and contextual. And we'll tell a we'll tell a ministry leader, listen, you get a you on a scale of one to five, you get a four or a five, or maybe in a three and a half on all of these, you're gonna almost guarantee that you have a contagious mission. Mm, that is so good. That is so good. So I've seen this played out, at least in my church. Like, and I almost think like the mission statement is like planting an oak tree. It takes time to grow, but once it yep. grows, it it will produce fruit. Like it will it will produce other trees. It will produce you know more than what you've settled for. And out of out of something small grows something big. And the mission statement is ultimately it creates the culture of your church. If I'm hearing you correctly. And then it eventually begins to be this pathway where we head on because everybody's speaking the same language. Everybody is understanding why they're why they're doing it, you know, how they're doing it. And this, they start to answer the question of all of that. And so my question to you is, how would a, a pastor or a ministry leader craft a mission statement that's going to catapult and change the culture of their of their current situation of their church? And then it results in a trajectory. Um, better growth in the future? Oh, yeah, that's it's a great question. And, um, you know, I, I wish it was overwhelmingly simple. Um, uh, you know, it, uh, I, I, think the, I think the bride of Christ would be different if it was incredibly simple. Uh, I do think it takes a lot of prayer. I think it takes a lot of planning. Uh, I think it takes a lot of just really just saying, God, you know, we, we know that we're in a unique expression of your bride. Help us help us to communicate that in the right way to our congregation. So uh, there's a tool, Gary, that I'm uh, that I'd love for a listener to kind of catch, um, and that is a tool that we call the A to B framework, and uh, it's a download uh, that they can take a take a look at. And what it does is it begins to kind of build out the building blocks, if you will, of a mission statement. It kind of helps you to it helps you begin to think about mission through a lens of who you're trying to reach, right? Which we would kind of call the A state or the A, letter A. And then what's the desired outcome is the B state. So when I say A to B state, A to B framework, A is who we're trying to reach. And then the B is what's our desired outcome, Mm -hmm. right? And so uh, one of our churches up in uh, just north of Detroit, Michigan, Kensington, their mission is to see everyone. That's the A state, by the way, to see everyone transformed and mobilized by Jesus. As a matter of fact, one of the things I love is they, they have brackets around the word one mm. to, 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 to reinforce that the A state is everyone who's far from God, everyone who's disconnected, everyone who's longing for a relationship, everyone who's long, longing to be connected. And in the B state for them, in other words, what's the win? Boy, it's pretty straightforward to be transformed and mobilized by Jesus, Right. So what is Kensington's mission? It's, it's the Great Commission communicated in a culturally relevant way, right? It's to see everyone transformed and mobilized by Jesus. I think of um, United City Church, which I spoke about last week in our last session on Kingdom Concept. And I talked about their, their Kingdom Concept and their, their one word was united. Well, they took that one word united and moved it into a mission statement that says everyone, every day, crossing every divide to live united in Christ. So that work that they did around their kingdom concept grew into a mission statement 
that was about an A state of every one, right? It's another kind of every one, similar to Kensington, but with a goal to what? To live united in Christ, the B state. And if you go and and quite frankly, look at, at a, almost every mission statement from not just churches, but just with organizations, you're going to see, you're going to see this A to B framework embedded in there uh, along the way. I'm thinking of another one that's coming offhand is San Marcos Community Church, where they talk about, this is a fun one, right? Their language, right? Inviting off-centered people to submit to a God-centered lifestyle. Well, that's deep. Right? And I mean, you see in their process, well, okay, what's the A state, Jim? Well, the A state is off-centered people. It's people who are not, something, something's off, right? Something's, you know, something's kind of not there in some area of their life. Uh, to submit, not to themselves, but to, to, to commit to the only thing that can truly center them, which is the God-centered lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So I, I love that. I love that that aspect of what it kind of gives, kind of brings life into us when we really have a we really work hard at this A to B framework. And so it's not a it's not a super simple answer to your question, but the the handout will do this. Brainstorm the A state in your in your context, right? Mm-hmm. Then brainstorm the B state and then link it together. Yeah. And when you when you link those together. You'd be surprised how quickly you can come up with a pretty good draft of a mission statement that's not generic, right? It's not too, it's not too technical, it's not too spiritual, right? It's it's a it's a mission statement that all of a sudden becomes something that people want to rally around. Yeah. Does that help? I hope a little bit, Gary. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of our listeners are gonna be thinking, like, okay, I love it. I'm gonna download the document. And, but I still need, you know, help. <laughs> so I need hope and help, right? Need hope and help as we all do, by the way. But yes. Yeah. So, so how would, like, if somebody wanted to reach out to you, like, like, could they, one, could they reach out to you? And two, how would they reach out to you just to maybe bounce ideas off of you? Gary, absolutely. We're here to serve the church. We're here to serve his bride. Every day we call it the navigator's prayer. We wake up asking God to lead us to the, uh, to the ministry, to the church, to the pastor, that he would have us serve. So um, I would just say this, and I kind of alluded to this in the beginning of this, of talking to uh, a ministry leader in Denver a week or two ago. Um, just shoot me an email, jim at oxano.com, just J-I-M at oxano, A-U-X-A-N-O.com. And, uh, you know, let me know, uh, uh, you know, give me a little information about yourself, maybe what, you know, what you're thinking or whatever. Make sure your contact information is in there and I'll shoot you an email or a text and uh, see if we can have a time to connect and chat a little bit about that. I love providing some feedback. Somebody uh, asked me, well, I get on there, what are you going to use as criteria to evaluate, to help me to think about whether it's right on? And I'll say, you know what? I'm going to use those same five C's that I challenge you to use when you're crafting it. I'm going to sit there and go, okay, is that clear? Yeah. Um, You know, is that concise? Is it too wordy? Is it going to be sticky? Is it, you know, whatever? Is it compelling? Like, do I want to know more? Uh, is it catalytic? And is it contextual? Does it speak your time and place? And so I'm actually going to use the same criteria that I challenge ministry leaders to use to actually articulate it. I'm going to use that same criteria to evaluate it and yeah. think through and talk through with it. So I'd love to have any conversation of any of the listeners that want to chat on that. Uh, absolutely. 
Yeah. And that's so good because we need as many people as possible trying to help as many pastors as possible with their situation yeah. in churches. And so it's just seeing God move and, and churches stay alive and, and healthy. And I think yeah. the process is going to do that. So it's pretty awesome. Gary, we hear that we hear the it takes a village to raise a child a lot, right? We, yeah. we hear that as parents. Yeah. I truly believe it takes a network yeah. to build to build a healthy church. I really do. To build healthy leaders, to build a healthy church. And so I want to thank you for your ministry, for what you're doing there, both through Vitalnomics, through the BCNE, through the ministry that you have, because you you built that network to help churches to thrive. Yeah, it's awesome. So I'm excited for our next time that we're going to talk, but we're going to not give away yeah. until next time. But I just want to tell our listeners, thanks so much for listening to Vitalnomics. And I really hope that you help this conversation move your ministry further and faster and again, if you have any questions, reach out. I'll put all the stuff in the show notes and we will talk to you next time.